welcome to the Imperfect Health Podcast, a podcast for the imperfectly healthy person. My name is Stacy, and I'm a holistic healthcare practitioner sharing little changes for big outcomes. Here's a fun fact. Every second of every day, our bodies produce 25 million new cells. So about every seven years, you have a new body because of all those new cells being produced each and every single second of the day. Now, let's go ahead and talk about communication and awareness. So communication is a skill and working to develop that skill is going to help us being able to be aware of our well-being, you know, communication and awareness, okay? To help us to understand, let's look at two very wise texts. The first one is in Proverbs 15, 23, and it tells us a man rejoices in giving the right answer and a word spoken at the right time, how good it is. And Proverbs 25, 11 helps us to understand like apples of gold and silver carvings as a word spoken at the right time. So we can see how important the skill of speech is and developing it is kindness not only to ourselves, but also towards others. So let's look at how we can work on feeling better, improving our skills, of speech and how we can develop an all-around better self-care management for wellness. So let's go ahead and get into the first part, which is eight ways to communicate healthy boundaries. So the first of the eight healthy boundaries that we can communicate with others is one is visualize and name your limits. So that's actually, you know, walking through in your head or maybe writing it out on a piece of paper maybe a time in your life where you've had a situation where you felt like someone crossed your boundaries or you might have felt that they did too much so maybe kind of like visualizing or writing it down on a piece of paper maybe drawing out some type of picture can really help you to name limits that you want to start making number two is to openly communicate your boundaries with others so again number one is where you're by yourself and you're writing them down, you're naming them. And number two is now when you're talking to others about it. You want to kind of say things like, I feel this when you blah, blah, blah. And then keeping in mind that you can only control yourself, you want to then state to the other person, you know, your boundary. Maybe when you talk over me, or start start over, you want to be like, um, I feel name the emotion sad when you talk over me example so the next time you talk over me i will discontinue this conversation with you that's an example you can use um you know sometimes people don't mean to talk over someone sometimes they may have some kind of special need or something that's going on with them where they're you know not able to control when they're over talking some people some may say it's because they don't have healthy boundaries but some people actually can't help it and then you have the situations where people can or they just haven't developed the mental ability or the emotional ability or the ability in general to understand not to talk over someone so those are some things you can kind of keep in mind um, when communicating your boundaries with others you know the person's limitations is also something you want to take in consideration when, you know, communicating your boundaries with others. Number three is to reiterate and uphold your boundaries. So like for, back to that example with someone talking over you, um, you can just simply say, you know, if they did it again, since you did not respect my boundary, I'm going to walk away. 
and then you need to walk away because that's reiterating and upholding your boundary number four is don't be afraid to say no so sometimes it's just no you know it's just hard for people to say no to others um an example maybe you have other priorities with something and you have something else to schedule maybe you know it's hard for you to say no to that person i'm trying to think of an example oh doctor's visits sometimes you have other priorities but you know you call the doctor's office to schedule an appointment and the doctor says okay i have a b and c available for you or maybe they only give you one option you can say no to those availabilities and see if they have another time maybe they might actually have something earlier or later maybe they might have something sooner or maybe you prefer later but if you don't say something you know you may not never know and just simply don't be afraid to say no maybe you need to say no to someone who you're spending an awful lot of time with you know and you may feel uncomfortable telling them no you can do that you can say no no is okay to tell people number five is to take time for yourself we need to like recharge you know in a way there's nothing wrong with taking a break maybe you need to tell people who live with you or people you're working with i need a break and then go take 10 15 minutes and come back or maybe you need just a couple minutes you know if you're a parent who has tiny ones tiny ones can start understanding you need breaks maybe you need to set them aside and say mommy needs a break if you have like babies like infants you can um simply designate an area for your infant um put out things for them that they can play with and utilize safely in a safe area put them there you know and then maybe step to the other side of the room you know what i mean or sit on the other side of the couch and take your time let them know mommy is going to take a moment i'm going to take a break you know for real little ones you know they just say break you can even do the sign in sign language for break it's even better for babies to understand is the sign language part included when you say these words um yeah those are really tiny ones and as they start getting older you start explaining to them with time or with your routine you know for a while you'll be doing this and then as they start getting older you can start incorporating a time you know maybe they can go sit down and watch uh 30 minute show or whatever 10 15 minutes a little show because usually children shows have like 10 15 minutes and then another 10 15 minute two episodes like in one for 30 minutes like give them like half of it and then like go and take your break or whatever anyways take time for yourself whether it's your children whether it's someone you're with you know let people know your roommates family members coworkers whoever you're with you know just take time for yourself um even if it's just yourself you say i need a break and just go take a break do nothing read a book go take a water break That's why I always say let's go take a water break and these and you know the podcast episodes just do what you can. Number 6 is how much time you spend with others. You should schedule that. There's nothing wrong with that. Scheduling it. Schedule that. Schedule it. <laughs> Write it down. <laughs> Put it on a calendar if you want because it helps you to make sure that you're spending good quality time with others. 
but that you're also setting aside that time for them so that they know they are a priority to you and that you also care about them, whether it's your family members, whether it's your friends, whether it's neighbors or whoever, you know, put that down, unschedule it. Uh, number seven is setting physical and conceptual boundaries. Whether you're telling someone, no, I don't like that touch, you know, for younger ones, or whether you're telling someone, no, please don't touch me right now. You don't want to handshake someone. I don't know. We just had the pandemic. Um, maybe you just don't want to hug someone. Um, maybe you don't want to high five anyone. That's okay too. Um, conceptual boundaries are maybe someone's conversation choice of topic is harmful, meaning for you mentally, meaning it's maybe too much, or maybe it's a topic you just are not okay with. You can let them know, I'm not okay with that. I don't want to talk about that. And then don't forget to reiterate and uphold that boundary. And maybe you might need to excuse yourself. Maybe you might need to hang up the phone call, you know, just set physical and conceptual boundaries. Number eight is respecting emotional boundaries. Sometimes you may have someone who's, uh, <clears throat> <I> think. <laughs> maybe we might have someone in our lives or know someone in our lives who has an overwhelming amount of emotions and their emotions can cause us to feel a certain way. Maybe things that are going on in their lives or whatever it is, it can be sometimes overwhelming for us. And it's okay to say, I need some time that you need to walk away. You also need to respect other people's emotional boundaries. So maybe they haven't specifically said this is a boundary, but you notice certain behaviors about them when certain things come up and you, you should respect that, you know, don't keep doing something that is causing someone some emotional distress. Okay. Because we all live on this earth together and we can only control ourselves and we should also work on respecting others. So those are the eight ways we can communicate our healthy boundaries with others. So again, just as a note, these are just boundaries you know, that are just a few and they can look different for everyone, but these are a good base to start creating and working on and practicing your communication skills. And remember caring for others is just as important as caring for yourself. Um, and that by creating healthy boundaries, we are in fact caring for ourselves and others. I just need to say that twice. Um, now, again, these are just a few boundaries we all can consider. And of course, they are there, are many more, but this is a good start. If you want more help and assistance in making good, healthy boundaries, you can always sign up today for six free wellness sessions with me. Just go into the description box of this episode and click the link to my virtual wellness center. These sessions are private and are done virtually, so you don't have to leave your home and they can be done anywhere, okay? So no matter where you live, on that same note, let's actually go ahead and take a water break and say thank you to the sponsor of this episode. I know I need a water break because I can feel it in my throat. And you can go sign up right now during this break for those six free wellness sessions. Any Hoovers, thank you again to Anchor for sponsoring this episode and the many more they have already sponsored. Much, much appreciation to them. Now let's talk about five ways you can start building and developing a lifestyle that includes wellness or well-being. One is to connect 
or be aware. You just simply want to pay attention to yourself, how you're feeling, maybe in the moment, maybe just in general, maybe to things that are around you. It's okay to do that. Pay attention to it. Um, number two, be active. Be physically active and mentally active. I like to say imagination is a great form of mental exercise that keeps our minds sharp. You know, think of stories, make them up in your head of things that are around you. Um, they could be included like make a story of a tree, make a story of a can of food, you know, I don't know, something. <laughs> um, but be active is number two. Number three is to take notice or at least keep mental note of things and maybe of how you're feeling when certain things are going on. Um, Take a mental note of things around you, of people. Be aware of them. This will also help your memory and improving it, which is awesome. And number four is keep learning. It's always good to learn something new each and every single day because it can help us, you know, just on a day-to-day -day basis. And number five is giving. A giving spirit is a happy spirit, meaning you, you know, giving is good. It can make you feel good. It can make other people feel good. So... Go ahead and try giving away today. Not always just physical things. It can be just your own personal time. You know, just be a listening ear to others. Or maybe just spending time with them, having a conversation, seeing how they're doing. It doesn't always have to be something physical you have to give them. And of course, we are not perfect. And we can always mess things up. So even if you're practicing these five things, you know, it's okay if you make a mistake sometimes. It's okay if maybe you forgot, you know, it's okay to do. And I always just want to include that because remember, this is the Imperfect Health Podcast because we are imperfect people and we're trying our best each and every single day to do what we can. And that's awesome in itself. Okay. And also, I want to make note that, um, you know, think of it like, building blocks each and every single day you're building up what you would like to have as a skill as a you know a goal or as like who you are you know you're building that up you know like um think of somebody like making pottery you know sometimes it takes days weeks and sometimes months to make a piece of pottery whatever type of pottery it is and we are complex people and so that it's not going to be like done in a day so don't freak out if you make a mistake here and there you know there's always another time another day you can work on it mm -hmm. now another way we can add wellness into our lifestyle is by keeping a record especially in the beginning you know when trying to include wellness into our lifestyles it is a way for us to see physically where we began and where we are going now. I have created some little booklets, little A5 booklets that work very well with this. You can easily fill them out and they are super easy and simple to follow along with. There's a section for the weather, a section where you can keep track of the day, a section for your schedule, a section for keeping track of SMART goals and annotating them. Um, just jotting down little notes, you know, just really keeping track of everything. You can also, if you want, fill out the little cute little water drops at the bottom. They're super simple. Um, little notebooks that you can just, you know, keep track of all these things. Um, 
They're great for day-to-day -day use. Now, you don't have to use these booklets, but something like these are great to use. Why? Because they keep track of what's going on in your life. Now, when I started out using this style of journaling, it, it wasn't something that's new. Like, I didn't create it myself. But most know this style of journaling as bullet journal, as the bullet journal method or bullet journaling. And what it involves is um, basically like boxes that you annotate, like, like a checklist almost. It has um, a schedule. Like there's a section of your notes where you have your schedule. There's a monthly to-do list. There's a weekly to-do list and a daily to-do list. Now, some of the sections for um, comments or like uh, for reflections after each day, that's something else that's included in the daily to-do list, like at the bottom of it, when usually people are doing bullet journaling. They also could additionally have like little side features in their bullet journaling where they're keeping track of their water, their exercise, their food logs, appointments, and so on like that. Now, like I said, I have a simple one in my shop that's super easy to use. You can get a PDF version and print as many copies of it as you want, or you can just get the booklet, whichever works best for you. But you can also just use any kind of note-taking material that you like. Like when I first started off, I just had a simple lined notebook that I used. And that helped me, you know, a lot. But being able to see what I wanted in each section of my bullet journaling. Mm -hmm. So that's what I did. I just took a simple lined notebook and then I went in, you know, the notebook that way. And again, you want to make a list of goals for the year. So in the beginning, you're going to have like the symbols of your annotations. You want to just like draw the boxes that you're going to have. You're going to have a box that's completely colored in, meaning that you completed that goal, that note. Um, you're going to have one that's like half filled in or like a line going through it, you know, diagonally saying that it's in progress. Then you're going to have one where it's like an arrow pointing to the right. Some people like to draw it on, on the outside of the box on the right side or from the middle of the box going out, like through the box, it's cutting to the right side. And that's another thing you can do to show that it's being moved to another day or it's continuing. Um, some people like to do a, like a swirl on the inside, almost like the et sign, but just without the A, you know, meaning that it, this has got moved to another day. Um, those are some examples that you can annotate for it. Some people put an X for when it's canceled. Um, so there's different types of symbols you can make that you understand, but just, you know, make sure that whatever goals you're putting down for the year, that they're specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, and time-bound goals, or SMART goals for short. Um, I do have a PDF printable of SMART goals that you can use on my website. You can go ahead and do that um, to help you to understand SMART goals. Now, um, in this yearly list, you want to include appointments and any big dates that you need to remember for the year. Um, for like... Um, me i have like our um for my family section i have now oh, there's also like um personal section family section um outside section meaning 
things outside of your household, like maybe for work or whatever. Um, you know, or maybe extended families, the, the members that you have, things you need to keep in track of them. You know, I need to keep track of when my birth date is, when my son's birth date is. I need to keep track of, you know, our regular physical appointment. If, you know, this month month comes up, this means we have to have our yearly checkup done for our physical, um, things like that, you know. Um, if you have a medications that need to be refilled, put that in there. Medication is always something that somebody needs to do. Um, and other things that you just need to do yearly, okay. You know, these things consistently come up each and every single year. Put that down. Um, that's what you would have for your yearly list. So the first page would be your box annotations. Then you can either have a new page or the same page, your yearly list. Then you want to have each month's list, meaning like um, every month of the year, there's 12 months. You want to put what you're doing or what needs to be done that month okay that's something else you need to have a monthly list and also in your monthly list you should have when it's completed so say you have i don't know like a project that you start in january but you shouldn't finish it until march you should have in january that you're starting the project and then you should have underneath march that you should have it completed so that makes sense? Yeah. Um, also, then you're going to go into your like your weekly list. So you're taking each month by the week. Okay. So you'll start off the week with a week's list or a weekly goal list. And then you're just going to write down all the things you need to get done that week. And they don't just have to be smart goals. They can be like little things like do your laundry, um, you know, household cleaning that needs to be done that week, you know, just things like that. Um, maybe you have some kind of like volunteer work. You want to make sure that you have that, you know, annotated into your notes, you know, so that you have this list. And then you're going to have Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday after that, each day individual. It's best on one page. Some people like to combine them. Some people do like all kind of art <laughs> when they make these bullet journals. Um, you can keep it super simple and just put a day per page. And you want to put the date at the beginning. You put the weather at the beginning too, like the degrees and stuff like that. And then as you write down what's happening in that day, you want to use the boxes and then write it down what you're going to do. Try to keep it in order. If you can't keep it in order, that's okay. It doesn't necessarily have to be in order, just what you remember you need to do for the day and then keep a section at the bottom of the page for a reflection a reflection could be anything like two to three sentences you can simply have like a little meter box that you color in a number line that you um, circle the number how you feel you did that day in completing your goals or overall for the day but just try to be as honest as possible in the reflection some other things to keep note of for each and every single day again is your water intake and anything else you might have drank um, medications you might need exercises that you need to do when I say medications I also mean supplements um, and also if you have like maybe any homeopathics that you might have taken, you know, annotate those things in there as well.
Um, if you've gotten like a vaccine or something, put that in there as well. <laughs> um, you just kind of want to make note of stuff. Like sometimes I put, I call this person at this day and time, or I sent a text to this person at this day and time, I sent an email, whatever type of notes, you know, you need to make, put that there. So sometimes like maybe you need to call someone for, you know, some kind of, I don't know, appointment of some kind. Um, you know, just keep track of who it was you spoke to on the phone, who was the secretary, what was their name, you know, the things that you asked them, you know, these are just good things to do in general. So those are some things you can have. Also include the five wellness, you know, the five ways to include wellness into your lifestyle. Include those into your, you know, note taking, your bullet journaling, because that's really going to help you to develop a good, healthy lifestyle that has wellness in it because you should pay attention to your body as best as you can and the things that are going on with it because, you know, we have a gift of life and we just want to try to take care of it as best as we can. Now, if you made an appointment with me, um, you know, through the virtual wellness center, you can go ahead and, you know, think about this as something that we'll use for the wellness coaching session. You know, this is just kind of what it looks like. We would look over your booklet or your notes together and compare it to what your lifestyle goals look like. Seeing how far you are from accomplishing them each week and how you can get there. And if not, what changes you might need to make so that you can be there. Okay. And that's just a bit of what a wellness coaching session looks like. Now there's so many other things that can be done, but you know, because there's eight aspects of wellness and note-taking helps to visualize them and to put them in order. So it's just one thing that you'll go over if you had a wellness coaching session with me or with anyone else. Now, I'm personally, I'm giving away six free sessions per client away just because it's just a special thing I like to offer because, you know, it's the beginning of the year and sometimes people like to you know, get a jump start on the year. And sometimes just having six sessions for free is a great way to help. So that's why I have six sessions for free. Okay, so let's just kind of recap everything so far since it was just so much that was talked about in this episode. So I had eight ways you can communicate healthy boundaries with others. And those eight ways are, again, one, visualize and name your limits. Two, openly communicate your boundaries. Three, reiterate and uphold your boundaries. Four, don't be afraid to say no. Five, take time for yourself. Six, how much time you spend with others. Seven, setting physical and conceptual boundaries. And number eight was respecting your emotional boundaries. Then I had five ways that we can include, you know, uh, five ways to be well right? Which was one, connect or be aware. We want to pay attention to things around us and ourselves. Two, we want to be active physically and mentally. Three was to take notice or make a mental note of things, whether yourself or around you or with others. And four is to keep learning. And five is giving. Those are the five ways that we can include wellness into our lives. And then we talked about the bullet method journal, journaling style that you can do and how that is really helpful when developing a lifestyle that includes wellness, okay? So don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and follow on Instagram. You can follow me at Hello Imperfect Health Podcast. 
I would love to say hi to you there. And on Thursdays mornings, I'll be going live on Instagram and we can have a cup of coffee or a cup of tea together and just talk about things, whatever, you know, healthy and yeah. And don't forget to make an appointment at the wellness center on, you know, my website and check the description box for links and I'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye. So something I just want to include was just that today's research was brought to you by Science of People and Derbyshire, which are all unaffiliated links and was just some quick research material I did all on my own. You can find links to these websites in the description box and so much more. Like again, um, clicking for those appointments or you can go ahead and make your free wellness sessions on with me. And I'll talk to you next time. Bye.